you say now? Hey, 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 hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back. It's the Keith Battle Podcast. That's me, I'm Keith Battle. Thank y'all so much for your faithfulness, for your support. Thanks for hitting us up and letting us know how you feel about the podcast, the subjects. Please spread the word, share them, share the links with other people, and bless other people. I'm very excited about today's podcast. This week, we're going to bless you with some real good information as it relates to the space of business and entrepreneurship. Um, uh, We're going to hear ideas about book writing today, speaking, starting businesses, and all that stuff, moving, transitioning from being an employee to self-employed, all that stuff. We We have a subject matter expert in the building today. And I am so excited that I will clap myself for Dr. Willie Jolly. Amen. Oh, my brother, it's a privilege and a pleasure, a treat and a treasure, a joy beyond measure for me to be in the presence of Keith Battle and his team here, including Miss Asha, who runs everything. Miss Asha runs everything. Did y'all hear that rhyme? (laughs) It's a pleasure above measure and a treasure. (laughs) I love it. He got it all. He got them all. He got them all. Let me just start. Let me just start. There's so much we can say about you. You know, you're... Uh, successful, wealthy entrepreneur, um, best-selling author. You're a Toastmaster specialist, uh, TED Talk guy. You've done it all, like in the world of business, marriage, faith. Where are you from? Let's just start. Okay. Where did it start? Where you? Where's Willie Jolly? Where was he born? Well, and raised? I am from Washington D.C. Oh, first of all, I got to start because people who have ever heard me or know me know I start every interview, every speech, every program with "I have only just a minute, only sixty seconds in it." Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it, just a tiny little minute but our eternities are wrapped up in it and i start everything with that minute because that's called god's minute it was created and written by dr benjamin mays who was martin luther king jr's mentor and when i started my speaking business almost 30 years ago i was introduced to that and i started using it and it's become something that people know me by but more importantly it speaks to my mindset Mm -hmm. that Time is precious that we have only a limited amount of time here on this planet. Mm -hmm. So we must do all we can to make the most of the time that we have. None of us know how long we're going to be here. But Mm -hmm. when we're here, we should do so much that when we come to die, that even the undertaker will be sad to see us go. They Mm. make their living at it. But they always say we're sad that one's gone. And when we die, I pray that God would not have to repent for making me. Wow. So that's my goal. So anyway, where did I come from? I am from Washington, D.C. And I grew up in Washington, D.C. My dad was a uh, newspaper man with the Washington Afro-American. He was the editor of the National News Press Association and mm-hmm. national editor for that and a White House news correspondent. My my mom was a school teacher, social studies teacher, and she and my dad had two sons, my brother Noble and myself. We grew up in northwest Washington, D.C., middle-class household, middle-class uh, family in a nice area of uh, Petworth. Oh, and yeah. uh, we grew up, I went to Roosevelt High School and had a great time. Rough riders. I'm a rough rider. And then uh, went on to American University where I got my uh 
bachelor's in psychology and sociology. And all the time I felt this call on my life to, to inspire people. And the only way you knew at that point to inspire people was to be a preacher. So if you could put two words beyond each other fairly well, people said you're inspirational, or you want to inspire, you can put talk fairly good you could be a preacher so mm -hmm. i went to seminary mm -hmm. and i went to wesley seminary and but i struggled through wesley i i, I struggled mm -hmm. because i knew that i wanted to inspire people but i i never felt the call to pastor mm -hmm. and that was where the the road was leading me down this path and i said i don't know if i'm supposed to do that that's mm -hmm. not the call on my life that's a high call of god that i don't know if i was given that call i know i'm supposed to inspire people but i don't know how this all plays out and i would go for a semester take off a semester now while i was in seminary as well as undergraduate i put myself through school by singing jingles mm. i made my living singing jingles and in nightclubs and i sang jingles for pizza hut making it great we work well together news for and you bet black entertainment tv and it's happening iverson is happening iverson mall the happening place so i made my living singing jingles during the day mm -hmm. but i made the majority of my income in singing in nightclubs at night and that put myself through undergrad and graduate school mm. and when i finished wesley seminary after a number of years of just taking as long as i could to do it i finally finished in a, in a district superintendent from the united methodist church where i was a member of the united methodist church i grew up in asbury united methodist church he said well we've got a church for you and i said i can't take it mm -hmm. he said what do you mean you can't take it you you finished seminary i said i just haven't heard that call I know I'm supposed to do something, but that's that's not what it, I know I'm not. And every mm -hmm. thought I, everybody thought I was crazy. They thought I had lost my mind. What is wrong with this boy? But I made a I made a very sharp turn where I really loved doing was music, and so I became mm -hmm. a jazz singer. Wow! My brother had been the first jazz major from Howard University. He opened mm -hmm. the jazz department. He he lobbied for it. He worked for it. He fought for a jazz studies program. And, he and your brother's it. name Noble. Well, Noble. And y'all's last name, family name, is Jolly. It is actually Jolly. Wow! Yeah, Noble Jolly and and Willie. So, mm -hmm. um, so I became a jazz singer. My brother and I did a had a jingle company together and a recording studio. Mm -hmm. We opened a recording studio, and for a number of years we did that. But I want to go back for a second because mm -hmm. I know you're going somewhere. I think it's a defining moment, and I didn't plan for us to go here, but. When a person, for a person to discover what they're not supposed to do, yeah, even when it's being imposed upon, almost imposed upon you, yeah, can there be any greater imposition on your life than for some spiritual authority to say we're giving you a church, like yeah. to be able to say no to the thing that's close to what I'm supposed to do, but not the thing right. is very important in being successful. I would say, you know, I look back to that and I say there are a couple major critical decisions that I made in life and I mm -hmm. think I thank God for them mm -hmm. that he gave me the courage to make those decisions yeah and to be be very clear this is my decision one was that was the first major decision I mm -hmm. made was no I can't take that church right and second major decision I made was to marry my wife yeah okay that was and in both decisions you're saying no to something, not I, just yes to something. That's right, because yeah. I, I had a number of 
Female yeah, friends. Options. You got I options. options. I yeah. had. I was running, running around as a single man. I was a musician. Mm-hmm. I was. How uh, old were you when you got married? I was twenty-four. Okay. And so, no, I'm sorry. I was twenty-eight. I got started dating her when I was twenty-four. I was twenty-eight, and I had had you know mm-hmm. lots of female friends, and I made the decision yeah. to marry her, and and not only marry her to chase her. Okay. Yeah. Now that was another decision, and the third major decision I can think of is when I joined First Baptist Church of Glenarden because I had churches that were vying for me to come. I had been at a church for a number of years and it was time to leave. I was looking for churches. I'd go to every week to a different mm-hmm. church and then I stumbled. I literally stumbled upon First Baptist Church of Glenarden and uh, I, I happened to be at a gym working out and saw a guy with a First Baptist shirt on. I said, hey, hey, he came over to me. In fact, I said, hey, Dr. Jolly, oh, I wasn't Dr. Jolly, Willie Jolly, I got some of your books and da 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 and I love your speaking and uh, and and da-da-da. I said, First Baptist, where is that church? I've been hearing about John Jenkins. I I met him years ago. Uh, where is he? told me where it was. He said, come this Sunday. I said, I'm going to come this Sunday. And he got me a seat. And Pastor Jenkins saw me in the audience. and said, come up and say something. And I went up. And he said, I want you to speak for my men. I want you to come back again. Mm-hmm. The next week, I went back. And I joined. Not because he had invited me. But I joined because God told me this is it. And so mm-hmm. I'm always keen to listen to the voice of God. He told me I wasn't supposed to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Or at that point in my life. I don't know what he has for the future but I knew at that point there was some other avenue that I was supposed to take Mm -hmm. and second I he told me to marry that woman and third that you're no those three major decisions now that was big big point you're right yeah let me let me let me you started off by saying you started your speaking business yes I want to go into that um your speaking business let's talk about that yep you you started at some point speaking for a living for money right yeah how do people go about that? Let's talk about the world of speaking. First of all, how do you prepare your talks? When you, when you, do you have a methodology? You have yes. a system that you use to prepare your what we call, and I guess in the church world we call them sermons, yep. but in the you know in the speaking world they're called talks, yep. right? I give a, and, I give a speech, a talk, a yeah. presentation, a program. And is there a signature talk you have? Yes. And, and how would you define a signature signature talk? So let's just talk about. How Let's, you prepare well, and let me, what that world well, is like. Well, let me like. tell you how I got into this business and then how I prepared for it. I was a jingle singer. And I had done these jingles or one-minute messages mm-hmm. that you sell a idea, a, a product, a service in a minute. Mm-hmm. And I had started singing at different places around the country and went to Nashville sitting in the back of a cab on my way to the Grand Ole Opry mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a guy talked about how he wished he could get some m- motivation in a minute mm-hmm. now I had started giving little speeches to kids mm-hmm. and my speech was called How to Be Great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what it was was the principles I read in the book Think and Grow Rich and uh, some of the principles in that book and a few other books. And I told kids about how you got to dream and then stay away from the things that will kill your dreams, which were drugs, alcohol, and negative people, and, and lack of, of academic excellence or settling for being just mediocre. Mm-hmm. And I would tell stories throughout this and that sing at the end. So that was how I started speaking. And then I started doing radio at almost I'm at the same time as speaking, doing one minute radio messages mm-hmm. that 
I put on WYCB, I pitched them and said, I've got these one minute ideas. They said, oh, well, we can't pay. I said, no problem, not problem. Let me just th- put a couple on and you see how, and they, their phones rang. Mm-hmm. And our phones rang. And this was before you had the internet. So people would have to call and say, can I get that today's message? I love that. I said, oh, well, we can fax it to you or something. And and from there, KYS, and, but that those are two different tracks. So let me start with the speaking track. Speaking went from the, starting speaking to youth. I worked. I, I left my job with the school system. I worked with the school system for a year and spoke to youth. And then I left my job with the school system, started speaking to more schools. So for the first five years of my speaking, I did the education market. And when you when you prepare your talks, yes. when you prepare these speeches, do you have a system? Yes, here's a system. Talk, there are people out there listening. They want to know how you do it. Okay. Not I'm, just what you did, your journey, but how I, do you do it? Somebody's trying to do it. What do you do? Do you sit down? Do you, do you get an idea? What you do, how do you outline. prepare? You do an outline. outline. Okay. I always start with, all my speeches start with an outline. Okay. And the outline has a, a goal of, of getting the the main three to five points that I want to deliver that people can walk away with three to five points that they can walk away with and remember okay and go back and say oh that's you where know. you start okay yeah, I start with an outline mm-hmm. and when I was doing youth it was the, the, the three dream busters stay away from drugs stay away from negative people and stay away from uh, uh, lack of academic excellence mm-hmm. uh, when I started speaking to adults it was speaking to three to five points of the the five points of wake up show up stand up step up make up your mind to win Mm -hmm. and so it was always a mindset of creating an outline one Mm -hmm. and two it was secondary and i prepare i i prepare out loud this is so you practice 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 Mm -hmm. prior practice prevents pitifully poor performance the six p's say one more time prior practice prevents pitifully poor performance Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so practice but you got to practice out loud Mm -hmm, let mm -hmm. me tell you why because when you practice in your head your speech and you're walking around thinking about what you're going to say in your head you sound like martin luther king Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but when you open your mouth at the speech you're going to sound like daffy duck (laughs) right 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 right, so so you want to practice out loud i would practice in the car i would practice another thing i did i worked on my articulation yes as well as on getting rid of the us because i think what it was important for people to understand is that when you can't articulate well you limit your audience yep because there's some people that don't want to hear bad talking that's right they don't even if you got good content even if you got good content they don't want to hear bad grammar yes and they don't want to hear how you uh uh you know uh you know what, you know I'm, what I'm saying, saying and, uh, you know what i'm saying so i had to <laughs> and i would record with a little reel to reel or a little cassette my speeches and i'd count my us do you have do you have a uh do you ever get nervous before you speak now really but okay. I remember i'm doing it 30 years so there's four levels of competence okay there's unconscious incompetence mm-hmm. that's when you don't know what you don't know okay when i started speaking i didn't know that i could speak i didn't know nothing about speaking right. okay so i didn't know what i didn't know mm-hmm. then there's comp conscious incompetence mm-hmm. where i said i know that i'm not that good at this point okay then there's con in conscious 
competence. Mm-hmm. I'm better. Mm-hmm. And if I will be focused on it, I can be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then there's a point where you become unconscious <laughs> competence. Okay. Where if you, if Let's I. Let's say them again. Okay. You start with. In, uh, unconscious incompetence. incompetence. Then you then move to conscious, conscious incompetence. incompetence. Then comp- conscious Con, 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 com, conscious competence. So you go to conscious competence yes. before unconscious competence. Yes, because okay. see, the unconscious competence is when I don't have to think about it. Okay. All right. I don't. If you were to walk, if I were to walk out of here today, mm-hmm. and let's say I think uh, the uh, Prince George's County um, government offices is around here somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, the county executive's office, mm-hmm. and I'm walking out, and the county executive riding by and say, "Willie Jolly, we've got." 300 people in our auditorium and they need a message about leadership and a speaker just hit me and said they can't come mm-hmm. because they, they, they got sick. Mm. I need you to come over right now. You got five minutes to five. You got five minutes to put together your speech mm-hmm. that will wow them. Yeah. And so what do you do? I go in and I speak. I uh, don't have now, to think about it. Right. But but do you have. Is there an outline that you've kind of held on to? It's in my brain. In my brain, I've got an outline in my brain. Okay. And it's, it's all you can pull it up. Now you I can pull, pull that pull file up. up at any time. Anytime. Yeah. Okay, but that's now. That's why you say, "Do I get nervous now?" Only time I get nervous now is when I'm speaking in front of speakers. Okay. All right, because if I'm in, sp- in front of speakers, like the National Speakers Association, mm-hmm. when I've got to do a keynote, I know I'm in the front of the best of the best in the world. Right. I've got to be. I got to be brilliant. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. they've heard it. They've done it. They are the best. Yeah. So those are the only times I've ever gotten nervous in the last, let's say, fifteen years. Before so then. You, so if you've got a, if you've got an outline, yeah. kind of frame for moments like that, for those spontaneous, extemporaneous moments. Do you have a tracking system of your talks where you uh, can remember what you said? Because I know you go from Coca-Cola to yes. First Baptist to Zion to to PNC Bank. You're all over the place so that you know what you already told them. Yeah. Does, like, you know what I mean? Because that, that would scare me. Like, oh, I wonder if I told them this last couple time. Things, a couple of mm-hmm. things. One is there's some points in your message that need to be spoken again. Okay. They bear repeating. So, if you were going to see Gladys Knight, mm-hmm. and she didn't sing Midnight Train of Joy, yeah, you'd, you'd be did. upset, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You'd got be you. mad. Why, I got why, why, why is she singing? I got okay? you. Okay. There's right. certain stuff, there's certain stories I got to tell. Right. It's the Willie Jolly brand. They, they right? know that he, this is what I want. I told everybody about that story. I had a guy interview me. He said, tell the story. I knew mm-hmm. what story he wanted. Right, right, Tell right. that story about the old man. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. there's certain stories that now people got to hear in my yeah. but then you're right what do i do i do i do i have a message that i've been there before so what two things we do one is i record every speech okay on my phone if they, they don't have a recording i record it mm-hmm. and second I, we have a tracking system called e-speakers that that allows me to put my my outlines in the in the tracking so next time i go to that place i say what did i talk oh i told i don't want to do that this time i want to do something different Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i will i will look back so we we keep some sort of record of what i said before the other things that i want to say to people who might be interested in speaking is this here are the recommendations i tell people if you want to be a speaker and you want to be good Mm -hmm. first of all before i even go there you have two types of speakers you got the speakers who do it as part of their job mm-hmm. and they want to be competent mm-hmm. 
and they are afraid because number one fear in America is public speaking. Mm-hmm. Number two fear in America is death. Mm-hmm. Hear what I just said? Right, right, number right. one is public speaking. Right. Number two is death. So right. people who ever die didn't give a speech in front of people because <laughs> right. yeah. they they feel they're going to be embarrassed. Right. So one is if you're interested in improving your position in your career, you need to be a good communicator. Second, though, is if you want to make some extra money on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you can make part-time or, as I do, full-time. Mm-hmm. And so I've made millions of dollars. Let's talk speeches. about that. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know somebody is perked up there. He's made millions of dollars giving speeches. For the person listening, and let's say they're already speaking. Yeah. Or, or let's say, because let's say, we're going to talk about books, we're going to talk about business and all of that, because you, you got, as I said before, you got so many lanes that you have expertise in. So that you got the uh, you got the entrepreneur who, who offers services. It right. could be consultation, and you got the the singer who do does jingles, and you got the speaker who does speeches. But here's the tension: how do I how do I know what to charge people? What my market value is, right? Number one, and how do I ask for it? Because you've taught me this, yes. right? How do you get your market value, and how do you know what to charge and how do you have the guts to ask for what you're worth so that you're not going around getting, you know, taken advantage of you're or getting somebody t- shake your hand afterwards and you standing around trying <laughs> wait, to figure out what you didn't put nothing in my hand. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. So it was, let's talk about the financial <laughs> business side of, of bringing your skill set to an organization. Well, right? Two things you got to put in here. One is that, there are two markets that we we have to look at. Okay. So there's the business market, mm-hmm. and then there's the church market. Right. Right. Now, and do before you go into that, yeah. do you have any nuances in your talks when you go from one of those platforms to another? Because you speak as comfortably in churches yes. as you do in corporations. Is there any nuance in well, the yeah. way you talk? I speak about faith everywhere. Okay. okay. So you don't you don't I, amend I speak, that? Oh I, no! I, yes, I do. I speak about faith everywhere. I just I. I couch it differently okay so when i go to gm where i'm going to general motors in a couple weeks i was on a conference call with them yesterday uh, i know already i cannot talk about the lord Mm -hmm. i cannot talk about the lord jesus Mm -hmm. christ Mm -hmm. i can't because that they they will say that's prophesizing right and they they won't be happy with that because there will be jewish people muslim people and and some others in there right so but i talk about the car- a carpenter from Galilee taught me a lesson one day. I got you. I got you. And I was in Australia, and I told him that this carpenter taught me a lesson that changed my life. It was, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock on the door will be open to you. And everyone asks, receives. Mm-hmm. Everyone seeks, find. Everyone knocks. And I said, that's profound. Yeah. I, I need more of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. And, uh, and people, Who's the carpenter? And yeah, that's, what people, <laughs> that's all I want. I'm begging yeah. the question that they'll come up to me later yeah. and say, where was that quote from? And people did come. Where about quote? Who's the commoner? Yeah. Well, his name is Jesus. You need mm-hmm. to read his book. Okay, that's right. So, that's good. But that's but good. in churches, I can I can be yeah. completely open. Yeah, I got right. you. I got so you. That, so that's first of all. Second though is that when you're talking about the business, the part business. Of it. Now right. let's talk about charging. Mm-hmm. And 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 I've learned a lot about life. About and and some of this I've had to deal with preachers and learn from even Pastor Jenkins. When I go to a corporate event. I know what they're going to pay. Me. They know what they're going to pay me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, but initially didn't. I would say, here's my value. Mm-hmm. Here's what I can do for you. Before I give them a fee, I tell them what the result will be. Okay. Because if I say to them, I'm just coming to give a good talk. Mm-hmm. 
That might not be much value to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. If there's no value, a penny's too much. A dollar's too much. Right. All right. If uh, I always like to use this analogy. If uh, I came to you, Keith Battle, and said, hey, Keith, good morning. Do you need a ca aspirin? Mm -hmm. You said, nah, not really. Okay, mm -hmm. and you say, uh, I said, but I got cheap aspirins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can give them to you for a 10 cent an aspirin. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't have a headache. Right. I don't need an aspirin. Okay. Right, right. So, but then later that evening, you're, tomorrow morning, you've got this big presentation. Mm -hmm. That's a multi-million dollar presentation. You're planning for it to be at noon. You're, mm -hmm. you're planning to prepare, get up in the morning, and be ready for it. But... So you hang out, you watch the NCAA last night, mm -hmm. and, you, and you hang up a little later and, and look at some, some other basketball, and you say, I got time to sleep in the morning and, and finalize this presentation. Mm -hmm. And then you go to bed, and then in the middle of the night, uh, the phone rings, and the, your ambulance goes by, wakes you up. Man, I didn't sleep well. Mm -hmm. And then at 6 a.m., now you ain't go to bed till 2. At 6 a.m., the phone rings again. What? And yes, your, one of your friends said, look, the presentation got moved up to 8 o'clock mm. a.m. because the president of the company and you got a splitting headache now. Mm. Oh, I haven't slept well. I got to do this. President. Oh, my head hurts. I ain't sleep. And I knock on the door. Mm. I say, hey, Keith, mm. I got aspirin. Mm -hmm. You say, what? I got aspirin. I'll take away your headache. You say, mm. well, how much is it? It's $5 aspirin. Mm -hmm. You want it or not? Yes, sir. Yeah, you want that aspirin, don't right, you? Right, Because uh, you need value. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you want to, before you start talking, before people, when people call and say to me, I want, I want a speaker. If they, mm -hmm. if they call and say, I, we're looking for a speaker. Mm -hmm. I'll s now at this level, but when I got started, I'd say, okay, tell me more. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, we need this. I want to get some what their problem is mm -hmm. before I start giving them a fee. Mm -hmm. Because before there's a fee, you need to have a fit. Mm. Fit becomes a full fee. I like that. So I say to them, well, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. And once I know the problem, mm -hmm. then I say, well, what happens if this problem don't get fixed? Mm -hmm. Well, oh, my goodness. And I would say, what happens to your job? Is mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. Does that impact your career? Mm -hmm. If, you know, this this thing persists, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you need to fix this, don't you? Yeah, mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. And it could be ugly for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would it cost your company annually mm -hmm. if this <laughs> thing didn't get fixed? They mm -hmm. say, cost it could cost us half a million dollars mm -hmm. what well look here i can come and i can f help you fix this problem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my fee is only 10 grand mm -hmm. that's that's peanuts for what this could mm -hmm, fix mm -hmm, isn't it? Mm -hmm. but i gotta know in other words the value before you start talking fee yeah so you even if it's a church even if it's a congregation, you want to know what's their what the issue. What is mm -hmm. the what are we trying to do here? Yeah. What do you want? Are you trying to grow the congregation? Are you trying to get them more proactive? Are you trying to get them more energized, engaged? Are you trying to get them to be more proactive and telling other folks what is it that you want? Rather mm -hmm. than me just coming giving a good speech, mm -hmm. and I think that's the difference between typically where corporate versus church. So when I go to churches, now I go to churches and I tell people, they say, "What's your fee?" I've learned over the years that it's probably best not for me to give them a fee. Mm. When I go to a church, but I give them a value. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I give them a value. I say, here's my value. Mm -hmm. If you were in GM, you're going to pay me at least my fee plus. Sometimes they can give me fee because I can change my schedule. Fee plus 50% mm -hmm. just for me to be there because mm -hmm. they know I'm going to change that organization. That's my fee. I, I put a number. I say, mm -hmm. here's the number mm -hmm. that I typically get. Now, you bless me as you see fit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They already know. Mm -hmm. They bring in a, a big gun. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I don't want to negotiate with pastors because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they don't like it. Right. right. <laughs> they don't like it. Right. Okay. And so I learned early on uh, that it's best to be gracious with them and most will take care of you. Now that's, that's second. Cause everybody doesn't speak in churches, mm-hmm. My, but everybody has the capacity to speak in a building, a, mm-hmm. field, a company has the capacity. If they've got information, now how do they charge? Well, first thing they need to do is know how to get that speech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was walking down the street one day and a guy saw me on the street in silver spring and he ran, he ran me down. Mm-hmm. Willie Jolly, Willie Jolly, man, I listen to you on the radio every day. I love your message on, t- on radio right before Steve Harvey. And I listen to you on XM. Man, I love your message. Look, look, I'm speaking now. He went in his pocket. He put out his wallet. He pulled out a check, a, a mimeograph of Xerox of a check. He said, look what I got paid to give a speech. I said, what is that? He said, 10 grand. Mm-hmm. I said, man, congratulations. You got 10 grand. For-? I said, that's awesome. I said, how many of them have you had? He said, oh, I only had one. Mm-hmm. That was four years ago. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no more since then. Wow. You want to say, I have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to have one. I got to have one, two a week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> one a week or three a week or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't have one every four years. Yeah, right? yeah. So in other words, how did I get that? To, yeah. That person would want to pay me to between. I mean, I've been paid as much as and I can say it here because, uh, you know, we on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't like to brag about it because mm-hmm. I don't want to ever brag. But when I went to Dubai, they paid me forty thousand dollars to give a one hour speech, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so I was very grateful that they were willing to invest in their people. That was for Johnson & Johnson of the uh, Middle East. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and they put us up for a week. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife and, spent us, and sent us over on um, Emirates. You ever flown Emirates? Let no. me tell you. Let me tell you. Flying Emirates, mm-hmm. it's a whole nother experience. I've mm-hmm. never seen nothing like it. They mm-hmm. have a bar. They have a walk-up bar in the middle of the plane. Wow. You go wow. over and get, what do you want? You want a sandwich? You want a, You want some peanuts? You want a soda? Mm-hmm. Like a bar. Right, right. I've never right. seen that before. Right, right. And they give you a, a bed. A bed and a bar. And the plane. Yeah. <laughs> the plane. I mean, we're doing 17 hours. And, you know, you sleep eight hours. You watch movies. And then they, what do you want? I want, I want, I, I, between meals, I want something else. Yeah, yeah. So they paid for both of us to come over Emirates. They put us in the highest hotel in the world. And they give us a week. And I speak one hour. And and what would you say has been some of your strategic some of your strategy in maintaining those kind of engagements at that level and even securing them? How do you do them? Okay, starting out securing them, you build your brand. And the word brand is critical importance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Branding is critical. Now, branding is a word we hear a lot more now. We didn't hear it. 20 years ago we heard reputational value your Mm -hmm. reputation in the marketplace but branding is really your reputation Mm -hmm. but your reputation and your brand must grow and be consistent and must be clear not fuzzy Mm -hmm. it's 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 a a mistake to have a fuzzy brand good in other words when i say pizza how do you think pizza when i say kfc you think chicken when i say mcdonald's you think burgers okay right when i say Boston Market, what do you think? Mm. Maybe, yeah, a little bit more than just chicken. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. You, you, you took a minute, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Boston Market was originally Boston Chicken. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew they had good chicken. Now they had other things, but then they wanted to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. So they said, we'll, we'll make it from Boston Chicken to Boston Market. They, they, they were killing on the stock market when they were Boston Chicken. Mm-hmm. The minute they went to Boston Market, 
that market share went down mm-hmm. because it became fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want a fuzzy brand. Mm-hmm. You want a clear brand. People think of me, they think motivational speaker, man of faith, author, mm-hmm. radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and some people sing, think singing. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Some people still see me because I used to be a singer. Yeah. But, but it's always in the inspirational, motivational space. space. That's it's good. It's not out here in... Um, I'm I'm trying to be a harassment speaker. Nope, I'm not trying to be over here. Yeah, I'm, people you call me trying to do Black Lives Matter or n- politics. Or you never hear me talk politics. The, yeah, never. I got you. And people call me and say, "Well, you know, you could make you a lot of money with here." I say, "Yep, but that's not that. I'm staying right in this lane." And which 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 to me is another reason why you made the right choice not being a pastor because when you're a pastor, you you're expected to cover so many topics and genres. So um, I like that. Very focused that you get to have. Let's talk about books. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about the lanes. Let's talk about lanes. Okay. And then we're going to talk about books. Because you asked about lanes. Uh, I have a number of lanes. I got speaking lanes. Yeah. And tell us about the income streams that are connected to it. Because I was going to get to that. All right. So we got a speaking lane that's income stream, which in the speaking, I've got uh, my seminars that we do, our own events, as Mm -hmm. well as paid speeches. Mm -hmm. Then we've got, you talked about the fact that there was a, a couple places where you think about there's there's speaking mm-hmm. then there are products and out of the products we have books how many books have you do you have this is our sixth book you have six books six mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. and uh, it only takes a minute change your life was my first book mm-hmm. i self-published it or co-self-published it with a publish a a book a a college book publishing company who wanted to get in the motivation space and sent out a letter this is for the internet say are you interested in doing a book i said yeah i'm interested in doing a book called the guy and said yeah i'm interested they said we'll print it you sell it you're mm-hmm. not put it in stores you had to sell it out the back of your car and at your speeches okay and i quickly sold two thousand copies mm. and then they we got another two thousand and somebody heard about it and then offered me a big new york book deal wow. so uh so that my first book it only takes a minute to change your life the book that put me on the map a setback is a setup for a comeback Mm-hmm. Globally, mm-hmm. and it's become part of the net. That was your second book. Second book. Mm-hmm. Third book turned setbacks into greenbacks. Mm-hmm. Fourth book is uh, an attitude of excellence, mm-hmm. and we just did the new revision of that. Just came out in October. Then my fifth book is make love, make money, make it last. My mm-hmm. marriage book that mm-hmm. my wife and I did, and the sixth book is chicken soup for the Christian soul. Mm. Okay. Nice. And, and so, and now we got a new book coming out, a, a digital book, uh, the the ABCs of High Achievers. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, I'm releasing a book for the faith market, the new theology of achievement. So, so here's the deal. I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna unpack how you write them. How you market them and all that, but let's. So you got a stream. You have got one stream, lane and stream of speaking. speaking. I got a stream from products, products, mm-hmm. which is about forty percent of our business. Okay. All right, and then I got a stream from media. Now, what? Explain that. I got daily radio. Mm-hmm. For many years, I've been on WHUR, mm-hmm. and I got Sirius XM. Now, most people pay for radio time. That's correct. So how does that become an income stream? Because I don't pay for radio time. They pay me. Wow. So you've been, because remember, you started off by saying, I went to WYCB, I went to WKYS, I had a one-minute thought. Right. And I they said. I didn't pay said, for it, though. Right. You didn't pay for it, but right. they didn't pay you. They didn't pay me So you at, started. 
initially sharing your content for free. That's correct. But you got on their platform. I got on their platform. brand. More importantly, I always told them, let's do this for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. See what kind of numbers we get. If we get numbers, let's figure out how we can make some money together. Good. So two things that come to play there. One is that once I got on and I showed them that I could do well to get them numbers, everybody radio is interested in one thing. They're interested in ratings, mm -hmm. ratings and revenues. So I said, if I can get some ratings and we can get some revenues, can we do a revenue share? Mm -hmm. I just asked, can you do a rev share? Mm -hmm. And they'd say, yeah, everybody. If we can get some revenues out of this, let's do a rev share. Mm -hmm. I just wanted a rev share. Mm -hmm. So I started looking for rev share opportunities. Mm -hmm. and, and I would say, but I would always ask them, can I, let me show what I can do. Mm -hmm. And if I can do it, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm willing to take a shot on the beginning, but I want it to have a payoff on the end. And, the end. and is revenue sharing still a concept that's still yeah, used in the world of radio? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So if you're listening, y'all, listen, I know we've been talking a long time, but we're here with a guru. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, author, motivational speaker, family man, man of faith. So many things he's accomplished in his short life, you know, um, I want you to be picking up, picking up some of these tips of things you can do with your business, with your speaking, with your how to ask for the right fit before we give a fee. That's right. That's some brilliant stuff. Let me give somebody because our some our audience is very, very practical and want tips and steps. Let and me you're give some that. tips real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. Some places to go. I want to encourage people. If you're interested in speaking, if you're interested in speaking, go to youcanspeaknow.com. You can speak now. Dot com. That's a site I created because we had so many people say I want to be a speaker and I used to have lunch with them or take them, you know, have a have a, a lunch and learn. But my schedule doesn't allow it. Now I got a three hour training on there as well as some resources that we recommend people get. Speak and Grow Rich is a mm -hmm. book you should have. Mm -hmm. um, a couple other resources. So go to You Can Speak Now. Get the download of the of the three hour training. It'll tell you how to market, how to put your name out, how to build your brand and how to get people to call you and you not have to chase them. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing second if you are interested in my products go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire billionaire i spoke for the billionaire mastermind forum and it was such an incredible experience to speak for the billionaire mastermind forum and i offered them my bag of books they didn't get all six of my books as well as my box mm -hmm. at a crazy price because even billionaires want a deal everybody mm -hmm. want a deal mm -hmm. so a bag or a box and then for the marriage if you're dealing with marriage issues or you want to grow your marriage or grow your success in your marriage go to jollymarriage.com and finally attitudeofexcellence.com to get a free chapter for my new book where I tell about me working with Ford Motor Company and how in 2006 Ford was on the brink of bankruptcy they brought in new CEO Alan Mulally he called his team called me said we got to change the culture of Ford or we're going to be out of business I worked with Ford and Alan Mulally and his team 2006 2007 2008 2009 Ford was able to reject the government bailout go from losing a million dollars a month to making a billion dollars a month and the principles that I learned and shared in that prince in that process as in that first chapter that we give away attitudeofexcellence.com yeah so so what what you're doing is is you're not just teaching our audience today how to market and brand you're actually modeling it absolutely so let me tell you, you something heard. about life you must always market mm -hmm. like you're brand new mm -hmm. and do what you do like you've been doing in a lifetime you Say that one more time. You must master what you do. So always look for how you can become better at what you do. And but then market, market it like you're brand, like new. You're brand new. 
See, that's that's I think that's that's the dichotomy. That's the gap between those who are more successful and those who are not, because there's some people who have mastered their craft, but they're not marketing it like they should. And then you got people out there marketing like crazy. They're working on the sizzle, but they ain't got no good steak. That's right. So that's right. what you're saying is make sure both are operating at a high level. That's You've right. mastered your work, your craft, but you're also marketing like. In this podcast, you've dropped about 25 hits to say, see me here. Right. Come here. Come Come to this place. I'm giving you stuff. And you you give value. You throw out value to people. Hey, here's something free. Here's something good. I want to get you in my world. Right. And if I don't give you something, I know how it is. What's in it for me? I know that y'all all all listen to the same station. What's in it for me? WIFM. What's in it for me? If I don't give them something that makes their antenna go up and say, hey, he gave something away just that he gave a, a pearl. He gave us something free. I want what he got. Then they get in my world because they got to give me something in exchange for yeah. that, me giving them something. They got to give me their email, their address, or something. So I can then say to them down the road, I'm having a seminar. I'm coming to your city. I'm having a one-man show. I'm coming to your city. I'm going to be on PBS tomorrow night. Look, I'll turn it on. I'm, I've got my XM show. I just had Gladys Knight on my XM show, and it's going to be on my podcast next week. By the way, y'all can go to my podcast, the Wealthy Way, Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. You can hear my interview with, pod, uh, with Jack Gladys Knight, T.D. Jakes, John Maxwell, with uh, uh, Wally Amos, Les Brown, uh, General Colin Powell, and you can get it. At any way you get podcasts, Stitcher, t- TuneIn, uh, uh, iTunes, iHeartMedia. So, so how do you get access to these major, major people? You're talking about Colin Powell, T.D. Jakes last night. What, what, is your, what is your pitch to access those kind of relationships and saying, can I get some time with you on my podcast? Yeah, a couple things. One mm-hmm. is I tell them, I'm going to help you sell books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's in it for them? W-I-F-M. What's mm-hmm. in it for them? Yeah. Everybody is tuned into that station. So when I call Jake's, Jake's don't give a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he, he's, his time is really tight. But he got a book out. Mm-hmm. I called his team. I said, I can help you sell books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. General Powell, I can help you sell books. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I leverage one or two things, my relationship or people I know who know mm-hmm. them. And second is I say, I can help you. Right. I got a sign on my desk. That reminds me every day. Help others get what they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get everything you want. I love it. I love it. I love it. So once you get people in your world, right? Yeah. So you get people in the world. How do you keep in contact with your customers, every week, your clients? What do every you do week, every week, nurture those relationships. Every week, we send out a national, a global newsletter. Every mm-hmm, week, mm-hmm. that I do an, a video every week, telling people what's coming this week. As I said, glad it goes out. How? Uh, uh, email through an email. email okay and then uh we do social media mm-hmm. on linkedin facebook uh ig um, um we, we're posting mm-hmm. twitter mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. letting people know that what we're doing then i've got radio mm-hmm. and i'm negotiating right now with a major native radio network where you'll be hearing me nationally every day mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. goes through and if not i'll pick that same content and put it on online but it's it's people still are traditional in how they receive the content i think i think people underestimate how hard people like you work yeah i think they just think man he probably just put get up in the morning put on his slippers and and then he just come up with an idea and he just go out and talk to one person and he <laughs> and he's in right 
But but you you grind. You, you hustle. Gr- I'm really you work. hustling. I'm working it. You I, interview. You. I was on. My wife and I were on a a, a, a a Facebook Live with you. You you doing this podcast? You got people like let, let's go through a typical Willie Jolly day. Okay. From the from the start, like how does your day start? A typical day. Typical day. What are some of the regular routines you do? Okay. That 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 have built your life. What do you first do every thing, day? Every morning, wake up. First thing I have to wake up and I take time to pray. Okay. Every day. Do you do you wake up whenever you wake up, or do you have a set time every day? Well, I, I wake up when I wake up, but it's okay. pretty same. It's about the same time every okay. day. Okay. All right. My body is pretty. I wake up when I'm rested. Okay. Good. I don't have the alarm clock tell me when to wake up. I, right. I like Zig Ziglar to say it's. I, I don't want the alarm clock to wake me. I want the opportunities to wake me. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. So I wake up when I'm rested and I'm en- energized. That's, that's the benefit of being your own boss. That's right. right. You're an entrepreneur. Your own boss. And so I wake up. When my body's rested and I, I wake up and I, it's about the same time every morning and I will uh, take time to pray. Good. Thank God. I give him glory. Then I'm on my way to the gym. Okay. If I'm not speaking, I'm on my way to the gym. At the gym, I read my scripture every day. Scriptures. I read mm-hmm. uh, New Testament, Old Testament and, and Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Then I come home from the gym and I eat breakfast if I'm not fasting. Or some one day a week I'll fast mm-hmm. uh, just to, to, to make sure I give they they focused on what's most important, and then I go in the office. Mm-hmm. I'm in the office every day, and I'm there. I'm either going to do my interviews for my podcast. I'm doing my audio book. Is your office in your home? My office is my home. Why okay. my off, why are my office in my home? Because other than with like a church where you have a a hey a staff of people who come and church activity, you need an administrative spot. I have a staff. They come to my office, but. Les Brown said something to me I never forgot. He said, try and keep your overhead over your head. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have, we built a, we built a office. Ten years ago, we renovated and built a addition to our home mm-hmm. where the staff can come in a separate way. There's a complete office, kitchen, bathroom, everything mm-hmm. they need. Then mm-hmm. we got room for uh, a full staff and they operate right out of it. Our, our shipping is right there. Mm-hmm. Everything, our products are there. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, we can, we can send out. Mm-hmm. You know, hundreds of products a day. Mm-hmm. So after your breakfast, you after go to your bre- office. Go in the office, and whether I'm going to do, I start. I start by looking at my my day. What I got. She, my assistant has given me. Do I have calls? Okay, I got calls. I got to do this interview. So I've got to either call somebody and say, Hey, I've got to book you for an interview for mm-hmm. my show. Um, when are you good? Okay, good. I'm hooking you up with Cheryl so we can get our schedule. I'll do interviews once, uh, one or two a week so that I have them ready for XM. And I got my studio in my house as well. Mm-hmm. My XM studio is in my uh, is in the top floor of my home. So mm-hmm. my office is in the, the basement area mm-hmm. of my home. We have a training floor on the on the second on the first full floor mm-hmm. uh, where we have we do our seminars mm-hmm. and then the second floor is residential and the third floor is my my studio and this is all in your home all in my home so we so for, for the person listening to this he's been married 34 years you got to have your wife on board to turn your house into the company and it's got to be working right yes you can't have all this stuff in the house we ain't making no money you gotta go get a job <laughs> yes but with a wife who's been on board and seen the success she probably welcomes these levels of willy jolly enterprises on every level that she and she mm. she runs them yeah and how long does your business day go when do you we when we do you work conk till, out we work till seven 
7 p.m. 7. And you start around what time when I you started, hit your office door? I'm there by 10. 10 to 7. 10 to 7. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, though, uh, when, you know, a couple of days a week, Monday nights, we work with the, the TV show every mm-hmm. Monday night. We're mm-hmm. doing 9 o'clock Facebook Live. So mm-hmm. that day's a long day. Mm-hmm. Tuesday is Bible study. Mm-hmm. So at 7 o'clock, I stop so I can either go to Bible study or watch Bible study. Yeah. Wednesday night is a long day where I do coaching calls. Mm-hmm. I have coaching clients, and they call, and they pay a nice fee for a year mm-hmm. to get an hour with me a month. And is it is it planned or whatever their issue is? Whatever they want to talk about. Okay. All right. Good. So they, 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 we talk. That's another stream. That's another stream of income. So that's, you, got, you got speaking. Uh-huh. You got products. Yeah. You got radio. Yep. And you got this consulting coaching, coaching con- piece. That's yeah. right. And then and that, Thursday night is date night. So we nice. stop at seven. That's my date night. Is that your yeah, date yeah, night? That's my so date seven night. seven o'clock, seven thirty, we go to we go to a date. We have mm-hmm. a date every Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night, I I I might do just relax. I'm, I'm uh, and Saturday I'm usually doing on Saturdays typically I'm doing a marriage seminar at a church. Or I'm doing a leadership event where we do First Touch, which you know about. Now we, you know First Touch, right? Um, no. All right, First Touch. There's a church called First Baptist Church of Glenarden. Y'all yes. might have heard of yeah. it. And I joined. Say this in 30 seconds. I got I got 10 questions I need you to answer in 60 seconds. All right, so First Baptist Church of Glenarden, I, I, they were in a little church, and I told them that their customer service was not good, and, and, he, and Pastor Jenkins said, fix it. I helped fix it, mm-hmm. and the church exploded, and now I do these customer service, centric service cultures for churches around the country. Uh, Marvin Winans and Bishop Owens and all of these other folks around the country bring me in on a Saturday. I do this customer service and leadership on Saturday. I do the worship on Sunday, and then Monday I'm back in the city. Good, good. Right, so hit me with right. this question. Hit me. I got, bam, this, bam, this, let's this, go. This, this, this is a rapid this, this, round. Yeah, yeah, we got to get through here. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. You got 60 seconds to answer I can each do one. All right. Who have been the people over the years that have inspired you in the world of business success and wealth creation? Nido Cobain first. is a, If you never heard of him, look up Nido, N-I-D-O, Cobain. Okay. Q-U-B-E-I-N. Mm-hmm. He has had the greatest impact on my business thinking. Nido Fo- Cobain. Nido, followed, followed by Les Brown. Okay. Who has inspired me and, and helped me. And then. Two more. Jim Rohn. Mm-hmm. And him. Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy. And they're all friends. Great, 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 great. Uh-huh. Uh, top five books you've read in your life, period. Top five. Think and Grow Rich. Is that? Uh, By Napoleon Hill. Yeah, Napoleon Hill. And in Hill. fact, I want to give everybody a copy, a, a free copy. That's the book to change my thinking. Go to willyjolly.com slash gift. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a, a faculty member for the Napoleon Hill Foundation about the impact that book had on my life and on the others. I was one of 53 people chosen from around the world to talk about the impact and as a result, I can give it away to my friends. So nice. Y'all my friends. Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. WillieJolly.com slash gift. Think and Grow Rich. The Power of Positive Thinking. That's uh, Norm, Norman Vincent Peale. Norman Vincent Peale. Mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki. Yep. Uh, the Richest Man in Babylon. George Clayson. Mm-hmm. And. That's an album, too, isn't it? Yes. It's a re- re- get it on audio. And then Anything by Og Mandino. Anything by Og. Og, Man- spell that. O-G. Mm-hmm. Mandino. Original gangster. Uh, O-G. Mandino. M-A-N-D-I-N-O. The, the greatest salesman in the world. The greatest. Uh, he just got a whole. I'll give you one more. Uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, honorable mention. Dennis Kimbrough. 
Yeah. All right. Millionaire's Black Millionaire book. The well, the Black Millionaire book, the Success Choice. Dennis Kimbrough is brilliant. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Right. Nice. Quickly, what role has your faith played in your life, family, success? My faith is the center of my success. Nice. Somebody asked me in an interview, what makes you successful? In fact, my book, Setback, Set Up for a Comeback, when I wrote it, sent it to this big New York publisher, said that we, we love your book. It's so, but why you got to talk about God throughout your book? I said, let me tell you, for me to talk about my success without talking about God is trying to take the hot out of fire, the wet out of water. Can't mm. be done. My faith is the center of my success. I love it. I love it. Biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make, in your opinion? I think the biggest mistakes is fear. Uh, fear, letting your fears overcome you and not big enough vision and not getting a mentor. N- not overcoming fear, not getting a mentor. And, and, look, not overcoming, and not having a vision. And not having a clear, big vision. Nice. Limiting your vision. Get the biggest vision. Get, keep thinking, what, what else can I, how big can I think? Can I, what else can I do? Well, yeah. I do that. I, I, I have a sign on my desk. On my wall. Life is a fight for territory. Mm-hmm. When you stop fighting for what you really want, what you don't want takes over. Mm. Think bigger. What are some of the things you want to accomplish in the next I'm five I'm going to be in years. television. Five, my next years. goal is television. So nice. I'm telling everybody, y'all watch, could Willie Jolly come into television, whether it's PBS, whether it's Netflix, whether it's Hulu, you're going to see Willie Jolly. We've got a one-man show. Because you have a recognizable voice. Yeah. Now you're going to have a, that, as, as recognizable a face. Right? Yeah, setback, set up for a comeback, one-man show, music and motivation, telling my story. That's already in the can. We just find a place where to put it. And a some sort of either weekly or daily television show. Somebody's thinking about writing a book. Listen to us right now. Yeah. They, should they don't know it. how to turn the book idea into reality give them three steps three steps do. first of all sit down and write an outline sit down outline. And say, and just an mm-hmm. outline here's what i want to write about a book about mm-hmm. and write 10 things mm-hmm. okay 10 things and then start taking one at a time and just writing for 20 minutes a day just 20, 20 minutes, minutes a day, day. Mm-hmm. and say here's the thoughts i have on this 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 one thing mm-hmm. and then thing number two what i have on that 20 minutes a day until you start writing you feel comfortable you start getting more and more and ask yourself some questions what happened when aunt sally tried to give you this lesson mm-hmm. you got some great stories in you stories stories yeah. look facts tell stories sell nice 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 y'all that's willie jolly <laughs> that's Willie Jolly. You need to know that's Willie Jolly. How can people catch you? How can people reach you? you How can, can they get in your Get in, in your my world. Space? We want you. We How want can to, they invite you to speak? Well, you go to WillieJolly.com or just WJSpeaks.com. WJSpeaks.com. And you can reach me or you can reach me on Twitter at Willie Jolly. On, the, on IG at The Real Willie Jolly. On LinkedIn, Willie Jolly. Everywhere you look for Willie Jolly. Look for Willie Jolly. Check out Willie Jolly. Wicked Willie Willie. Jolly. Oh, Mama. my faith site, jollygoodnews.org. Jollygoodnews.org. And the marriage site is jollymarriage.com. Hey, y'all, this is how he is 24 hours a day. I've never seen him any different. <laughs> that is Willie Jolly, y'all. And we've been talking business today entrepreneurship, book writing, speaking, all things. It's been a great, it's been great, man. Thank you. My Thank you for imparting your insight, the secrets, your business ideas. You've challenged us. You've blessed us. You've given us tips and tools and gems. My Thank pleasure. you so much for being here. My pleasure. Hey, I hope y'all were blessed by that. Please spread the word. Share it. Hit us up. You know what to do. Thanks again. This has been the Keep Battle Podcast. We'll see you next week.